Welcome to Anything But Routine, presented by Just For Kicks. This podcast covers everything and anything dance. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Sydney talks about team morale and how you can keep it up from year to year. Our resource spotlight today is the Alexandra Teacher Program. The Alexandra Teacher Program is excited to introduce special pricing to studio owners, teachers, and coaches, starting at savings of 10% in addition to regular discounts. Sign up for the Alexandra Teacher Program today by going to justforkicks.com slash teacher programs. Side note, if you've been listening for a while and haven't rated us on iTunes or have left us a review, you should. We want to know how we are doing and invite you to share this out with other dance teachers. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. More on team building and morale and culture. I think one of the greatest things about being a coach is starting over every year and a studio owner too. You start your new year and you can try to do it better and bigger than it's ever been done before. It's a chance to improve and up your game. So beginning of the year, think about your your groups and your teams, they start out not knowing each other. They're not as strong as they were in the spring when you ended your spring recital or your show. So think about, you have to start that over. And how do you get your kids to feel like a team? It will happen. It, it, it will. It just, it's something that gradually happens, but you can't expect it to happen overnight. There's so many things you can do to get that team building bonding going and you know things like cheers and chants and bring it ins and all that sayings you know every year having a saying with your team that you know mine is always walk the walk I feel like it's so important to start over and come up with a new way to get them to pull together so command respect if you have clear expectations of behavior, they know what to expect from you. If you're wishy-washy and you don't have any backbone, sometimes they will eat you alive. So try to have a clear expectation of behavior. Deal with undesirable behavior right away. And I call it the one-minute manager. I read a book once called The One-Minute Manager, and I try to remember that every time I have a situation that I don't want to deal with, I'm just like, deal with it first. And I really compare it to helping a puppy learn to be potty trained. You couldn't let it potty on the rug and then come back tomorrow or the next day and go, oh, by the way, two days ago. No, you have to do it right when you're you're training that, that pet. So try to deal with your undesirable behavior when it happens immediately. Be direct, talk to kids, and you know, building trust is important. And I always tell my kids, I will never lie to you. I will tell you the truth. So I'll go up to a kid and say, you know, I just did it last week and, and it's hard. It's very hard to be a truthful all the time coach because sometimes it would be easier to paint a you know, maybe lie and tell them, oh, you're not in because of this or that. You know, on my high school team, we we have varsity and JV and we have cuts where they either make the cut or they don't and they're on the bench if they don't make the cut. And the other day I had to pull a girl and I said, it's totally because of your turns. You're just not timing your turns. And I said, you went into the turn set. We, we were kind of having tryouts and I was watching from way up above. And I said, you went into the turn set and I could just tell right away, you're not ready yet, yet. You're going to be ready. You're just not ready yet. And we will keep working with you. And I know you're going to be there. But telling her you're just not ready yet 
I hope that helped. I don't know if it always does, but I want them to trust me to tell them the truth. And think about this. Are you a coach or a studio owner that can take your students as far as they need to go? That's a tough question to answer. And if you cannot, you have to surround yourself with people who can help you in that area. Kids need to know you care. You have to keep raising the bar on your expectations. What once was hard to do, I mean, I've been coaching over 40 years, so let me tell you, if I was still doing what we did 40 years ago, it would be a joke. We keep raising the bar every year and every year so that it gets better and better. What the high school kids are doing now, or excuse me, what the fourth grade students are doing now is what the high school kids used to do. And I'm not kidding. That has all changed. So... Know that on your team, everything you do comes down to trust. They have to trust you're going to show up for practice. I mean, there's some kids, they are like um, foster children because they've had so many coaches walk out on them. They've had so many different um, coaches, one new every year, that they may not trust you. And know if you're in that situation, you have to do more to build their trust than than other coaches that are consistently there. Teamwork and morale, top dancers will will need to mentor and set the pace for the other dancers, and the lower-level dancers will need to work at keeping up and let them know they cannot win or succeed on talent alone. It's It's got to be about hard work, and everyone has to... I always get teased because I say, bloom where you're planted. Wherever you are at that time in your career, you just work to get to that next level. And I talk a lot that my team is not about rules. We are about... Um, we're not about rules. We're not trying to catch you doing something wrong. We're trying to catch you do, doing something right. And I want my kids know, to know the difference between right and wrong and me not having to be a babysitter or a ruler that is telling them what is wrong and right. I want them to care, and I want to build a culture where they want to do what's right for the team. Your attitude um, is going to determine their altitude. So create the climate for a successful team. Your attitude carries over to your team members. If you think they can, they will. If you think they can't, they won't. Because they, your belief is so important to them. So if you keep telling them they can do something, and I always say make critiquing a we project. We have to get you better on these turns. We have to, I have to figure out a way to help you get more flexible. We gotta figure out how to get you more, you know, whatever it is. But if you make it a we project, they're gonna listen to you more and trust you more. So think about this. Some of these tough, tough questions are hard to answer. Are all your actions such that you would like to see them in your students? You would be proud to see them in, in your students. And, and I talk about walking the walk a lot. Your actions speak so loud, I cannot hear the words you're saying. So you can, you know, I tell this to captains a lot. You can say, do this, do that, and do this. But if you're not walking the walk, they are not going to listen to you. They're going to do what you're saying. You know, they're going to watch what you're doing more than what you're saying. I think it's really important to be competitive. You know, you want to try to bring your kids farther and farther but you do need to keep it in check. So sometimes maybe ask people, am I a little over the top when it comes to competitive? I can think of people who have been in um, the high school coaching realm or in our Just for Kicks directors who kind of take it a little too far and 
you know, they need to keep it in check. So, and I think we've all get there once in a while, but if you can stress excellence and accomplishment and improvement over winning, it's very, very important. The power of praise is so important. Try to imagine each kid wearing a shirt that says, um, catch me doing something right. And ways to praise, just think about what gets praised gets repeated. So it's so important to yell, you've got that. Way to go, girl. Get it. You tell somebody something once that they did well, they are continually going to try to do it. And do some individual name um, calling out. And I do that both for critiquing and for praising. If you say some of you are doing really well, they're not going to know who you mean. And if you say some of you need to get your kicks up or need to lend your turns better, they're not going to know who you mean. So you do need to be direct and use names. Remember that what gets praised gets repeated. They'll do it again and again for you. I do a whole talk on confidence, but on this one, let's just talk a little bit. All of your students need to feel special and important to you. Are you treating the weakest student on the team the same as the star? Inspire confidence. Make them think they can. If you think something, I love this saying, if you think something is more likely to occur, you act in a manner to make it happen or make it not happen. Now think about that. If you really think, let's let's talk about um, losing weight. For That's just an easy one to think about. If you think you really can lose weight, you're going to stick on that diet. But if you think there's no way you're going to stick on that diet, you're not going to stick on that diet. So, um, you know, and I always use an example with this one of one year we were getting ready to compete at a competition in the Metro. It was at the Wyzetta meet. And I think there were 26 kick teams there that day. We'd been getting a lot of second places and third places, fourth places lately. And I think I started... Um, coaching for like second place rather than thinking we could win. And one day I was at practice and I, I was looking at the kids watching him and all of a sudden I said, I think you could win this meet. And they looked at me like, and they just sat up a little taller and said, you think we could win coach? And I'm like, yeah, I know you can win this meet. And so we had two weeks till the meet and they won it. And I think because I told them I thought they could win it, in the next two weeks, they just worked all that much harder. And, you know, it really gave them that confidence. So something to think about with confidence is confidence wavers. I used to always think that my gamers or my kingpins were always confident. That is not true. Even your kingpins have their confidence waver. So think about um, what are ways to keep them more confident? Preparation. You know, the more prepared you are, the more confident they are. When you're trying to remember the end of the dance because you just got it done and you have to go out on the floor and compete, confidence isn't going to be the hallmark of your performance. So think about that. Make your practices be the type of practices where you get so much done. I always try to have the mantra, so much to do and so little time. We have to be organized. We have to be jam packing stuff into each minute of the practice. And we used to have kids on our team that would raise their hand. And and I think they just wanted to interrupt the flow. So now I have a rule that your mom lied to you. There is a such thing as a dumb question, and please do not ask it at our practice. If you have watched us do the move three times in a row and you still can't figure it out, then you may ask a question, but do not just raise your hand to go, are we turning right or are we turning left? 
because if you watched it one more time, Cupcake, you'd see which way we were turning. So it's very important. Never underestimate the power of personal habit. You have to be the type of individual, well, as a coach and as a, as a dancer, that hits that floor hard every time. And you're going to do it right every time. Because if you don't, that is when muscle memory sets in. That's when you won't have the energy that you need. Like I look at dancers that hit it hard every single time. And they are not um, exhausted at the end of a competition run through because they've been working that hard and overdoing it at practice. So then there's the others that look like they're going to have a, you know, they're going to pass out and not be able to breathe. Well, it's probably because they, you know, other than kids having asthma, it's probably because they have never pushed that hard a day at practice. So power the power of personal habit is such an amazing thing. Like if you always do your turns and you always do your toe touches and you always do the the hard things, guess what? You're the one that's getting better at it. So it's very important to embrace personal habit. I use myself for an example a lot. I own the company. I don't have to go to work every day, but I try to have the personal discipline to get up early, to get a lot done, to be goal-oriented, and it really will help set the pace for your kids if you live your life that way. Now I want you to think about excuse-itis. Uh, I, I have a, a saying that excuses are the trademark of a loser. And those who are always making excuses for themselves should. And I, I laugh about that and it's kind of harsh, but it is so true. You know the kids that always have a reason for why they can't do something. and. I don't allow that at our practice, you know, and I have some people that work for me that I feel are that way too. There are directors who I feel are always making excuses why their program can't grow and what, you know, meanwhile, other people are leaving them in the dust because if you're always finding a way that you can't do something, you won't be able to do it. So try not to allow excuses on your team. Feedback and correction are huge. Think about how you say it to your kids you know, you can say everything that you need to say in a positive way and save your toughness for when you need it. So don't have it be an everyday thing. Be detailed in your correction and say it in a positive way. Like, please, we need to fix this and that. You know, I just had to uh, reach out to a dancer yesterday. We had a some an alumni come in and write, write notes on each kid. And, and that's a good way to do it. Who stands out to you right now? You know, when you're getting really uh, at the point where you're cleaning and trying to get better, and sometimes you feel like you're a broken record and you've said it over and over and over, that's when it's fun to have someone make a voice memo of your video or have some alumni come in. And I had to go up to a girl and say, okay, you stood out to the alumni that we're in. And so I'm just letting you know, and what we've got to help you get timed a little better and clean up your act. And I said it in a positive way. She took it very well. She thanked me. So um, feedback is so important because you're trying to get, you know, say you have 24 kids on your team, you're trying to get them all to move exactly the same. And it's, I try to compare it to a machine to my kids. Like I want all parts of that machine working together in order to make it successful. You can't have one doing their own thing. So feedback is the breakfast of champions. If you wanna be good, you have to give feedback and you have to take feedback. And, and if you have kids on your team that are dishing, you know, sometimes I'll say, only let the coaches talk today, nobody else. I don't want anybody giving any feedback. Sometimes if we do feedback, we consciously do it and we have it be a, 
uh, half line thing where you watch your twin because I don't want 20 kids telling one kid what they need to work on. I make it more one-on-one and that way it's it's more constructive and it's easier to handle because I don't want 20 kids going to one kid. She'll have a meltdown. So let's talk a little bit about discipline. Keep your cool as a leader. Try to have class. I read a saying when I was a really young coach, there is no substitute for class. So, so think about that with all that you do. Run a tight ship, start on time, end on time. How you carry yourself, your shoulders, how you speak, your confidence means a lot when you're working with kids. And I do run a tight ship, but I run it with class. I try to be the same kind of leader when we're winning and when we're losing. So that's important to think about. And last, let's talk about getting better. You know, I I sometimes will see teams year after year that just stagnate and don't go anywhere. Figure it out. Go watch a strong program. You know, um, you don't need to be good at everything as a coach. You just need need to find a person who is or you need to learn from a person who can do it. So just leave no stone unturned when it comes to learning knowledge, learning technique, learning learning the X and X's and O's of your business. You know, it's just you got to be aggressive and you got to go after it and you got to want it and not make excuses. So good luck. Thanks for tuning in to the Anything But Routine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and if you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating. For more Anything But Routine content, go to justforkicks.com slash anythingbutroutine.